Hello, and welcome aboard to this episode of the We Are Reading One Piece podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to following the entire story of One Piece from beginning to end as we focus on one volume each episode. We keep the discussion spoiler free for new fans of the series, so this is the perfect place to follow along, whether you're new to the series or just want to revisit the world of One Piece with us. This week, we will be covering volume 30, Capriccio, which covers chapters 276 through 285. My name is Joel, and I'll be your host. And join me today, we have Sean. Hello. Hasso. This is Sean. <laughs> and we have Evan. Hasso. This is Evan. <laughs> yeah, so we are right in the middle of Skypea. Um, we had some good stuff happening. So let's just get a little recap of where we left off. After defeating Yama, Robin discovered the ancient ruins of the city Shandora beneath the layer of the clouds that made up the ground. She deduced the location of where the Golden Bell should be that was mentioned in Nolan's log. After a chaotic battle royale and some being eaten by the large snake called the Ruler of the Sky, though not all made it out, the total number of warriors standing from Enry's survival game is now down to a mere handful. Enry's true plot has been revealed that he plans to destroy Skypea, but has graciously offered those left standing to join him in his utopia of endless farce, land as far as the eye can see. To his disappointment, none took him up on this offer. Wiper landed a massive blow with his reject dial, killing the Kami in the process. To everyone's horror, Enru was able to use the power of his Rumble Rumble Fruit to revive himself. So we ended in a pretty, uh, pretty uh, dire situation. Not great. <laughs> Before we continue that story, we have the next part of the, the Ace cover story. Ace's Great Search for Blackbeard, Volume 4, The Wrong Person. The townspeople find a Dr. Blackbeard, but this isn't the Blackbeard that Ace was looking for. Oh, Ace. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Little oopsie. And, like, uh, I love seeing the reactions of everybody, like, freaking out. Um, And the Pasta Lake Chef dude is still here. Like, he's, like... He, like he's the ace's mortal enemy at this point. <laughs> That's hilarious. <sighs> so yeah, I wonder if he's related to uh, to teach, but <laughs> maybe maybe not. We'll see. Okay, moving right along to chapter two hundred seventy six, Shandy and Rhythm. Wiper is in disbelief as Enru stands before him. Enru mocks Wiper's efforts, but Wiper declares that his ancestors fought to defend this place 800 years ago. Enru is the only thing standing in his way, so he will not give up. He destroys Wiper's skate that was made of sea prism stone with his staff and sends a 300 million volt Hino bird zap at the Shandian. With Wiper now fallen, Zoro seizes the broken sea prism skate in hopes of defeating the Kami, but he, seems, but he meets a similar fate after being blasted with the lightning bolt's Kiten. Nami looks around and sees that everyone ha- um, everyone else has been defeated. Wiper's not ready to stop fighting yet and stands up to face Enru again. Enru asks him why does he keep getting up when he knows he can't win. Wiper proudly announces that he fights for his ancestors. Kalgura had an important reason for defending their homeland so many years ago, so Wiper has to fight on. This is not a good enough reason for Enru. He proceeds to blast a massive hole in the ground with an Thor, dropping all who opposed him to the level below. All except Nami, who agrees to go with Enderu. 
Elsewhere, Conus rushes to Angel Island to warn the citizens of Enru's intentions. Unfortunately, she and Pagaya are now considered pariahs, and the White Berets are searching for the uh, for the criminals. All right, thoughts on the chapter? Uh, I can't blame Nami for this. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, what's your really? choice to be to be electrocuted at this point? Like, there's no getting out of this. Like, they took down the top dogs. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, it's time to go. Okay. With the flow. Time to uh, time to stick and figure out a plan. Like, like yeah, no, yeah. Like, yeah. You can't blame her. That's After fair. seeing what she just saw, like this battle is so insane with all of the giant lightning creatures that that Enru summons, which are pretty how cool. cool. How cool are those attacks? So cool. Just like vis- visually, looks amazing on the paper. Yeah, and we we did get to see. Uh, and they use one of the, the taiko drums, like you're hoping for. Uh, last time we talked, yes. Evan. Yep. So he turns uh, one of the the taiko drums into uh, the uh, hino bird. So cool. Sick the zapados on him. <laughs> and then the lightning like wolf as well. Yeah, that was cool too. The the lightning beast uh, kiten. Kiten. Yeah, awesome fight sequence. And ends in complete defeat. Numbers are dropping rapidly. Yeah. Man, he has a huge nose. But in like the opposite <laughs> way of Usopp. Like he's got this huge long bridge. And it's like <laughs> There to uh, to go with the ears. We see this glimpse. I think of is this the first time we've seen the guy in the wolf head mask thing? Or I think we talk, saw him talking previously. to Wiper. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Yeah. Might be like in a flashback, or yeah, um, I think it's or before they they set out to Upper Yard. But yeah, he's like the the chief of the village. Uh, he does mention um, that Calgary had a reason for wanting to take back the homeland, but he doesn't go into it here. Nope. So, so there's some kind of uh, detail that we don't quite have. Mm. But evidently Wiper did. But yes, Wiper knows about Wiper it. Wiper is currently uh, not in a state to provide a cognizant answer. So <laughs> hopefully we'll get there. <laughs> He, he's a pretty powerful dude, though. I mean, Wipers use this dial, like, would kill a normal person multiple times now and takes multiple shots of lightning. Like, he stands up after the bird attack. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. He almost yeah. looks like a man. He almost looks like a man possessed when he gets up. Yeah, because you only see, like, the whites of his eyes. There's no, like, people there. Yeah. That's a really cool looking panel. Very cool. Very cool for my ancestors. Yeah, and just like the like the um, like the hatchwork here, like the, on the lines, like all across his body, mm-hmm. like he's like completely like beat up, but he's still saying like it, it. Yeah, it just shows like to what extent like his body's going through right now. Yeah, he's been through it. 
Oh, and um, I realized in this volume, because last volume we were talking about, um, I think Wiper said that he had um, the C Prism Stone in his shooter, but here I think it's more clear that it's in his skates. So when he attacked Enderu in the last volume, he did like a bear hug where he wrapped his legs around Enderu. But that makes a lot more sense now because his skates are made of C Prism. So mm-hmm. the, the skates were in contact with Enderu. That's why he was activating the C Prism. Oh, and yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's where it was. And then Zoro picks up the broken skate afterward, being like, oh, I can use the Sea Prism to stop Enderu. But no such luck. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, not, not too much else here. Um, just kind of the, um, the chapter ends with Konus, you know, trying to get the word out to try to help the people of Angel Island. McKinley's back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You, is the pose that the berets like with the legs out like that? Does it provide any tactical advantage whatsoever? Because I don't think it does. <laughs> oh, well, like um, kind of <laughs> yeah. like riding stance. Well, devil horns, devil horns to instill fear in your <laughs> rivals. Well, I mean, I mean more the legs, yeah, but it's like, kind of like the the riding stance. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a, quite a, quite a pose there. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like an intimidation tactic. I guess so. Like they're saying the ground. You can't move <laughs> us. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Ace's Great Search for Blackbeard Volume 5, Throwing in the River. The townspeople didn't take kindly to Ace's methods of rejecting Dr. Blackbeard and is thrown in the river. That's not good. It's not great. Uh, Especially because you can't swim. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even comprehend that that was the main issue. When... <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And they they probably didn't realize it either. Yeah, for what it's worth, they probably were just like get the heck out of it. Like they didn't realize that this is, they were essentially killing him by doing this. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a team effort. They have like six people like kicking him into the into the river. Including the Pasta Lake dude. That guy is still at it. He has yeah. not come down one iota. I wonder if they're square now. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think so. All right, let's get Sean's summary for the next chapter. All righty, chapter 277, Maxim. The White Berets in the shore of Angel Island hear Conus before they see her as she barrels towards them on a waver at full speed. Meanwhile, Nami continues to nervously follow Enaru until they reach a long stretch of lavishly curtained cave, where the Takami reveals his grandest creation, leaving Nami utterly stunned. The Ark Maxim, a colossal flying ship powered by Enaru's own lightning, using the collected gold as a conduit for the energy. With this ship, Enaru claims they will travel to endless Vars. Meanwhile, Luffy stares out of the eyeball of the giant snake. I repeat, Luffy stares out of the giant snake's eyeball. Hell, he even knocks on the side of it like a glass window. (laughs) Doing this is enough to rouse the snake momentarily from its slumber so that it yawns Luffy and Aisa out at last. Luffy celebrates his escape before admiring the ancient ruins with Aisa. The young girl wonders if this was her homeland, while Luffy mostly just wonders if the big golden bell is here. Then he spots a huge hole and something else, something that makes him turn silent and sprint towards it, jumping from the ruins as Isa and, until Isa eventually catches up with him. Luffy has come upon the horribly injured Zoro, Robin, Chopper, and Ganfor, while Isa finds the similarly brutalized Wiper. 
Robin manages to tell Luffy that Nami was taken and what Enru plans for Skypea, how everyone will die as a consequence of his plans. We briefly cut back to Konus, who is making her way farther into Angel Island, even as people decry her as a blasphemer, and we end with Luffy asking Issa to take him to where Enru is. It's game time. It's game time. Okay. So our protagonist is now mostly caught up to what he's been missing out on. After uh, being sidelined for quite a bit, <laughs> <laughs> as he typically does. Yep. Yep. Goku is finally out of the healing tube or the healing. <laughs> yeah, like it's. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty cool reveal of the arc maxim. Yeah. Big old page. I had no the... idea what to expect. This is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, because we've only heard the name Maxim. Now we see. Like the the full thing. It's a fun looking contraption. All the means of transportation. It's got like a wind turbine. It's got paddles. It's got helicopters. It's got <laughs> can go in any direction with this thing. Yeah, it's got all the bases covered. Oh, something I missed in my summary is that Isa. I was because I was checking on this and I was like, how did Isis survive the fall? Like, obviously, Luffy just bounces, but she lands on Pierre, I believe. <laughs> or Pierre is is Pierre with them inside the giant snake? I could. Forget. Yes. Yeah. Mm, poor Pierre is unfortunately looks like knocked out cold for a moment. <laughs> but yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can see Pierre. Yeah. And he lands yeah. directly on his head. Yeah. God. <laughs> the, the giant bonk. Wow, the ground is made of stone. <laughs> to Pierre's demise. Yeah, temporary, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and he has like a little moment like a few panels later where he kind of like shakes his head and he's like, all right, I'm all good. Also, I love that Luffy, he falls out, then immediately climbs up a huge staircase all the way to the top of this thing just to shout, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very triumphant. Yeah. Hasn't had very, fresh air in a while. Very, so. very rocky esque. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have his training montage uh, right before. <laughs> I love the sequence of um, Isa and Luffy in the eye. And you yeah. see, like, like you said, like Luffy's like knocking on it like a window, and you see Isa kind of just like <laughs> walking up the cavernous hallway that is the snake's head. <laughs> And then having an argument before uh, it eventually yawns them out. Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, so Luffy sees all of his friends defeated, so that's pretty surprising. Especially like Zoro. Um, Zoro doesn't get usually to like this bad of a state very often. Like the last time we saw this was like maybe like Mihawk almost like killed him. But Zoro, Zoro seemed even like in better shape then. <laughs> Because yeah, Mihawk intentionally like, was like letting, letting him live. He wasn't trying to like kill him. Yeah, Wiper on the other hand is like literally in a like a impact crater. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. And then even here, uh Robin still not referring to anybody by name. He says the nav uh, she says the navigator was taken. Yeah. That it shows the yeah, I guess Robin still being a bit formal with everyone yeah hasn't quite settled in yet yeah we, we briefly mentioned it um last time because i think it seems like 
Robin isn't like fully attached to the people of the crew. So she's very kind of like, like it's very impersonal in that way. It's like, I just see you as like this role. So, yeah, uh, I, I think we'll have more examples later on the volume as well, but we've seen her referred to Nami as navigator and Zora as just the swordsman. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's got some trust issues. Could be I mean, coming from crocodile and like, it sounds like her way of life just before joining the straw hats, you know, she kind of moved from crew to crew with her own kind of doing her own thing and not right. really getting attached to anyone or trusting anyone. Yeah. So the strats are basically just like the next stepping stone for her. Right. But she does have fun with them. Yeah. She said that <laughs> yeah. she, she's, That's true. she's made mention of that. Yeah, she, she does seem very entertained by Luffy in particular. Yeah. And then we also have this detail too, where um, when Isa was in um, the rule of the sky, the mantra wasn't working. Or she couldn't sense anything mm. like outside of the snake. So it seemed like um, maybe like the location of where they were um, was kind of like just blocking it off. Kind of like bad cell phone reception. You know, like, so like, that's kind of like <laughs> the way I'm seeing it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so I think that's a nice little detail to, to note here as well. Yeah, Shandor is great, but the service is just awful. <laughs> yeah, it's a total dead zone. <laughs> Real dead zone. <laughs> Yeah, but now she can sense um, the two voices moving around the island. So they determine it's probably Nami and Eneru. That would seem to fit together. Okay, uh, any other thoughts on this one? Nope. Nope. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, wait, I do love how mad that Isa is when, when Luffy <laughs> knocks on the glass or the, the eyeball. and she, I, I don't know what she's yelling at him about precisely. <laughs> Besides, that whole interaction is great. Like, yeah! <laughs> it's like, is this how we get out? Or like, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah, okay. that, that, that's what I'm thinking as well. It might be like he's pointing down. Um, <laughs> so he's like, we need, he need, we need to go down, and she's like, well, like we can't go out this way. We have to go like out, out the mouth. <laughs> I, I don't know for sure, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Ata's great search for Blackbeard volume uh six saving a life downstream from town a girl pulls ace from the river as he is unable to swim great the Thank story goodness. goes on <laughs> yeah very fortunate so could have ended yeah. at volume five so i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad it didn't <laughs> okay let's get evan's summary for the next chapter okie dokie Chapter 278, Conus. Conus being pursued by White Berets makes her way to Angel Island where she is confronted by Captain McKinley. Conus launches herself at McKinley who finds, not for the first time, a flying waver parking on his face. Conus pleads with the townspeople, explaining Eneru's plans to destroy Skypea and asking them to evacuate. Unfortunately, the townspeople still view Conus as a criminal and don't seem to take heed to her warning. Konis then yells, I don't accept Enru as a god, causing everyone to flee the impending punishment, but it never comes. Konis then implores the people not to trust their fate in a false god, but to take their fate into their own hands and take refuge. Uh, aboard the Ark Maxim, Ark Maxim, aboard the Ark Maxim, Kami Enru senses the disturbance in the force. 
Presumably, Konis is the defiance in town and explains his power of mantra to Nami. Not only can he sense where people are and who they are, he can also listen in on conversations happening all over Skypea using electric signals. Just then, Anuru senses a new presence, which proves his prophecy to be true. Sorry, which proves his prophecy to be false, and Nami recognizes a familiar voice. It's Luffy, and he's come to avenge his fallen crewmates. Right. So like we just established in the last chapter, like the like this like the people inside the snake were kind of throwing off the mantra stuff. So right. right. So he's unawares. Yeah. You have uh, thoughts on this one, Sean? Like Enru just immediately settles in, like, I've got a personal throne here. We're just gonna like, yep, we're all good, everything's good. Like it's all systems it's, go. Yeah, all systems go. Uh, man, I really appreciate Conus just absolutely just slamming into I that's McKinley, right? Or is that yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, she shatters his jaw, like multiple teeth go flying, like which looks is very familiar because yeah, this happened in the last volume or maybe two volumes ago, but Nami yeah. does the same thing on her waiver, yeah. Yep. So it kind of went from watching Nami. <laughs> cannot catch a break. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how, like, while she's uh, like running him over, she's like, out of the way, please. Is she still being polite about like, running him over? <laughs> the waiver then goes and impacts him again after she gets off the waiver. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Real. after he crashes into the wall. Yeah, that, that's pretty great. That pose she makes when she's, like, kneeling down, too, with the bazooka on her back looks badass as hell. Yeah, like the next super badass in this. Yeah, she's super yeah, badass she's like, in this whole she's scene. She's like me, like I will, I will blast the fuck out of you. Like, I, <laughs> so good. She's like, I've seen some stuff since the last time you saw me. I'm not the girl you knew before. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is a pretty epic scene for for Conus, like standing in defiance and then taking the risk of defying Enru. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she there's like a little uh flashback of her father in there. I thought that was, this whole scene was just like really powerful. And she really um put it all on the line for her people. Yeah. That kid immediately apologizes after he chucks a stone at her head and like just that was Oh sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like... Yeah. It seems like the um the Skypeans are like very polite about like attacking the people around us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like I, I feel like so bad for Kona at this point. You know, like you can see like the blood starts to like uh trickle down like her forehead. But she she doesn't get angry. She still like sees this as her like her moment to try to help these people. And this is when yeah. she, you know, states that she doesn't accept Enrio as a god and Everybody flees from her, like, oh no, we're gonna all face divine judgment, get away from her. So then we see Andrew's basically forsaken him at this point. He doesn't really care about what they're doing now. He's got bigger fish fish to fry, namely all of them when he <laughs> <laughs> when he kills them all. He's like, I'll, I'll get you guys later. Like, <laughs> like this is just, I, I'm not you're not avoiding my judgment. I'm you're simply being it's delayed. It's delayed. Like <laughs> I love how Luffy introduced Are you the guy? Are you Enru? Are you the dude? <laughs> yeah, Luffy does make a pretty uh, pretty awesome entrance, though. 
Mm-hmm. He usually does. Yeah, I love this panel too, where you can see like him from behind. He's staring up yeah. at Andrew. You can kind yeah, of see like his great. clothes kind of blowing around. Then you get the face off. Also, like, what did you do to my crew? Very much a like so you good. made Nami cry moment. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Rue is just like, like so like arrogant. Which piece of garbage are you referring to? There's <laughs> like, so many. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. People. You're gonna have to narrow that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he's he's very aware of who the Blue Sea people are. Like he made yeah. the distinction that they're from the Blue Sea. So. I think he's just like, yeah, he's just being a jerk. Yep. I think God is painting a pretty grim picture here, though. I feel like we get a lot of um, like little snippets of all the charred, all of our charred heroes that uh, are out of the fight. Yeah. We get a lot of panels reminding us of that. Yeah. So a lot's gone down just throughout since uh, the survival game started. So. But the survival game is not going as planned because his prophecy was proven false in this chapter. <laughs> okay, you guys ready to move on? Ready. Ready. Ace's great search for Blackbeard Volume 7, Ace Awakens. Ace is up and about and sees he is at the home of the girl who saved him. It's like a peaceful little farm. Adorable. Adorable. Okay. Chapter 279, Pirate Luffy versus Kami and Imru. The citizens panic as they evacuate Angel Island. Some of them stop and begin asking Konis about the well-being of their family members who worked for Enderu. The king only assures them that he will see to it that they are rescued as well, and the rest of the citizens should move along. Although, he realizes it's unlikely Enderu had um, kept them alive. He admits to Konis that he is fully aware what kind of person Enderu is. After Enru had destroyed his homeland of Bilka, destroying the entire island without a trace and defeating the island's Kami, McKinley and the rest of Gonfor's former followers agreed to serve Enru in hopes of keeping the peace. He now sees it was futile and is ashamed of his decision, but Kona says that she's relieved to hear the truth from him. She leaves the evacuation efforts in the captain's hands as she heads back to help her Blue Sea friends escape. At Maxim, Luffy confronts Enru with a complete disregard for any respect for the Kami. Luffy launches his assault on Enru, revealing his ability to stretch. Enru is not concerned, however, as he wields the power of a god. Luffy seemingly takes a full-on hit from the blast um, as a wall behind him is destroyed. Fortunately, Enru realizes he must have dodged as he is completely fine. Though Nami didn't see this. Not wanting Luffy to dodge again, Enru grabs Luffy and hits him directly with a 100 million volt Vari. Once again, Luffy is unscathed. Nami realizes it must be because he is made of rubber. Enru's jaw drops. Now he's caught on that Luffy is immune to his powers. He tries to keep calm since Luffy won't be able to land a hit on his body. Luffy lands a hit on his body, sending him to the floor. Alright, I want to start with Evan's reaction on this one. <laughs> oh okay this fight scene is absolutely incredible um, <laughs> leading up to Enru's realization that his lightning attacks are harmless um the the when you say it, he drops his jaw like he literally drops his jaw and that <laughs> that that full page panel like i literally it is like 
I literally laughed out loud when I flipped the page and saw that because it, it's just so you and basically so, every so other unexpected. One yeah. <laughs> right. You never get panels like this from Oda. It's a, it's a straight up just full page reaction face. Uh, and it's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It is. It is a face um, that is popular among the community to this day. I will say mm -hmm. it is. I gave an audible like, haha, when this happened, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so good. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I think it captured the emotions perfectly. Yeah. What happens this is, when a uh... god is taken for off of his throne? You know, like what happens when he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, this uh, is an iconic panel. Um, it, it's very famous. And, um, it, you know, it's referred to like sometimes as like the end of your face. So just uh you know. Uh it. yeah, th this is something that um it it's fun to see. And I, I feel like it's the first time we've gotten something like specifically like this. Um <laughs> it, it is I mean but... Oda has Oda, you know, he's had he's had countless amazing reaction faces and you know, oogling eyes and like, you know, whipping tongues and like crazy <laughs> reaction faces, but never like this, just just like a full page reaction dedicated yeah full yep. page and it's the flip page too it's like the first thing you see when you flip yeah. the page too yep. it's just like that perfect reaction um that's brilliant and it, it got me it got me so good and i was like wow that was absolutely <laughs> incredible um but these attacks look so cool like the, we get a dragon attack this time um i think the lightning attacks just look awesome the way yeah. that they're drawn um and a pretty exciting, exciting battle. At least for Luffy so far. I, I love his reaction after the first <laughs> shot. Uh, where he's kind of like biting his lip and just like looking over. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, like un, unfazed. Um, so incredible. Yeah. He's just like, oh, good thing that one didn't hit me. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, interesting. That could be bad. <laughs> that tingled a little bit. Uh, so Evan, I want to ask you, you said that you had a theory. Was this what your theory was? Yes. I had a theory that it wouldn't have like a full effect on um, the rubber man because rubber is like, you know, not conductive of electricity. Mm. Um, so I had, I had a feeling that it would happen, but um, I still think that the way it was revealed was like really gratifying, especially yeah. with that reaction phase. <laughs> like, like you said, iconic. Um. Yeah, I, I love that, and we haven't really seen anything like that yet. So I was like, had extra shock factor because it was yeah. also like kind of new <laughs> to the series, just like having something like that. It's I love how well or anything. It's just yeah. that straight up full page. <laughs> ah, so good. Uh, Sean, you were saying something? No, just Enro takes so long to acknowledge it. Like he's like he just yeah. and it and it makes sense because it's just like yeah. this. He, he is, it is, it is, there's truth. There's few things in this world that are truly inconceivable. And like to him, this is just a constant of his, of his life is just, I can, this is, I'm unstoppable. I like my lightning will just disintegrate everyone. And it's, I am, it doesn't matter. So he just, even though it becomes clear by the set, by the, after the lightning dragon, that like, he is not a being affected by this. He's still like, 
I'm just gonna go in again and do the hundred million volt, but <laughs> this time it'll work. Like it's he dodged the second one, even though we literally saw it envelop his body. Like, <laughs> like it's just I'm still gonna try. And like you see, Isa and Pierre just being like, huh? <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> I said Pierre's reactions throughout were, were also on. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love initially, like, Nami's like, dodge. Like, he didn't dodge it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> are we watching the same thing? Like, <laughs> uh, looks like you were able to dodge it. Like, question mark. That, you, you, keep are using very that word. you keep using that word. <laughs> like, I don't think that's. <laughs> yeah, because like, like you said, that's not something that he would have even considered to be a possibility. Like, he doesn't. Yeah understand that somebody like this could exist but nami catches on pretty quickly um yeah and uh like andrew hasn't encountered anything like this before and like yeah after we see him like panic and have his uh, crazy reaction he's just like all right stay calm like you you got this like at least he can't he can't like you know dodge your like he can't hit me like my body is like you know totally fine i, I can't get hit by physical attacks and then luffy's like all right bam <laughs> well, that, that was false so. so this is in direct contrast to how we've seen Luffy directly face Logia users in the past where he wasn't able to uh, hit them because they were able to go again tangible so Luffy has found an opponent he can fight that's a Logia user so the tables have turned <laughs> And what did you guys think of McKinley going into Andrew's backstory? Um, talking about Vilka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems really relevant because it just makes everything that we're witnessing now that much more tangible. Like this has happened before he's made like this island dis or this area disappear. Um, so I think it just adds a level of uh, like kind of backs up his uh, threats a bit. Yeah, <laughs> like he means business. Like he's not it's joking. Like this is right. not his first time. Like you know, making people disappear. So yeah. So if he was willing to do it to his own homeland, like mm. yeah, I think he'd be willing to do it somewhere else too. Because um, like we we kind of mentioned this before. It's like, hey, where did he come from? Like he was, you know, they, like they didn't say he just came from some other land and he came over here. So. Yeah, the reason why we weren't really familiar with the other land is because it's not even there anymore. It's been completely wiped out, uh, which McKinley was aware of, like, the, this history. He, he knows, like, Andrew's, like, backstory. A lot of people probably aren't. But, yeah, McKinley, knowing this, is like, all right, we have to try to keep this guy, like, and we want to upset him, so we'll just kind of go along with this stuff. And as long as we kind of, like, you know, play house, then we, we should be okay. So McKinley is trying to do his best to keep the situation under control. But now he sees like in, in the end, like Andrew's going to do whatever he wants. So what they tried to do kind of didn't really matter in the end. They were kind of powerless either way. Well, hopefully they finally have a fighting chance to do something different. Things are looking up. Yeah. Looks like Tommy found his kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, just one more thing I wanted to note on this one is that we now have another translator. Um, this one is Megan Bates. So um, you might have noticed that 
Andrew called Luffy a paramythia. So, like we talked about before, uh, the first time we saw Wiper called him a paramecia user. Mm. So, like I was mentioning before, how sometimes like we'll see paramythia. So they're interchangeable, but it's just um, the translation difference. Hmm. But they're they're the same thing. Well, didn't we recently have another editor change? That last editor not last very long. <laughs> yeah, um, short short run. Was, I think it was Jacob Forbes. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure why why the, um, the change happened so fast, but yeah, we you know something uh, a little different here with the, the translation. Interesting. Don't they go back and read the previous uh, volumes? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, I think it's probably more of like an editor thing, though. I feel like an editor should mm. be checking that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure. I don't want to say say too much because I don't really know about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't even notice the spelling difference. Yeah, I just wanted to to point it out in, in case uh, there's confusion there. Because I, I have fun like looking for like the, the translation stuff if you can't tell. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Let's move on to Ace's Great Search for Blackbeard Volume 8, The Dairy Last Moda's Dilemma. Moda, the girl who saved Ace tells him she has a letter that she isn't able to deliver. Yeah, so she she, she looks like she's being a little, like a little, little shy, but she's like, oh, like, it's kind of like, oh, what's what's that you got there? She's like, oh, I have this letter. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the postman doesn't come over here, so. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's get Sean's summary for the next chapter. Alrighty. Chapter 280, Floating. Luffy stands over Enaru before the Kami jumps back to his feet. Confused, he asks what Luffy is. The Straw Hat, Matt, Straw Hat Captain calls himself a pirate and a rubber man, which seems to only confuse Enaru further. Nami realizes that rubber just doesn't exist up here in Skypea. Our Captain charges at Enaru, charges at Enaru again, but the Kami has finally taken a hint and switches up his strategy, now using his mantra to simply dodge every one of Luffy's attacks before striking back with some of his own blows with his staff. Enro wonders what rubber is, but ultimately decides it doesn't matter. With Luffy being a Paramythia Devil Fruit user, he still retains his regular shape and is thus vulnerable to being cut by bladed weapons, a weakness that Luffy immediately confirms by agreeing with Enro's assessment, much to Nami's consternation. Luffy is caught off guard when Enru burns him with the electric heat of the spear. He may not be vulnerable to the lightning itself, but he can still be con- he can still be charbroiled by the burning hot metal. But Enru doesn't see Luffy fighting through his through this pain to grip the pole of the spear and thus leave Enru vul- unable to react to an incoming gum gum battle axe. His success is short-lived, however, as Enru easily counters his flurry of punches after before sending him slamming through the floor. Enru then powers up the Arc Maxim with a maximum 200 million volt Vary, sending the sending the ship starting to fly into the air. Uh, sorry, Isa calls out calls out to Luffy and Nami, but it doesn't. It's, it seems like it's too late. Enru is begin, begins to float the ship up the Arc that will take him to Endless Vars. Endless Vars. Uh, Luffy is tries to tries to get tries to get up, but at the moment he is still too injured from from the fight. But finally, uh, reacting to Nami's fear, Luffy kind of calls her out on, on, on it a bit, saying that she's a crew member of the future King of the Pirates and to stop being so pathetic. <laughs> stop looking so pathetic. 
Uh, Anru takes offense to this. King of the Pirates, he asks. In control of what kingdom? As we see a large wide shot panel of the Ark Maxim breaking through the forest and starting to rise even further into the air. Uh, Luffy further clarifies that he, is the, he will be the king of the majestic oceans of the world. <laughs> uh, well it feels like uh, Luffy got a thesaurus somehow. Um, Enro claims that's quite impressive, but says it's time for them to finish their business here in the sky. I had the same thought. I'm like, majestic sounds like a word that might not be in uh, <laughs> Luffy's uh, Luffy's vocabulary. vocabulary. Yeah. yeah. But damn, he sure did zing Nami. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> maybe he's like, I'm the only one that's allowed to badmouth my creatures. What? A, what are you, Usopp? Come on. <laughs> I expect I expect better from you, Nami. <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> but hey, I mean, if she wants to be, um. You know, part of the King of the Pirates crew, she's got to shape up. So, <laughs> yeah, a little, a little harsh, but you know, tough love. <laughs> <laughs> he does yeah, give so... her his hat again, which seems to be a recurring theme of him giving her her hat. <laughs> his hat. It's like the equivalent of like, here, hold my beer. Yep. <laughs> it's like Luffy getting uh, serious. <laughs> Now that it's a real fight, because yeah. Enra's figured out a way to make it a real fight. Which I give him a lot of credit for, because from the last chapter, we think, oh, okay, maybe this is going to be pretty one-sided, then Luffy's going to yeah. direct encounter Enru. But Enru is showing that yeah, he can adapt pretty quickly here as well. And even though like his usual tactics don't don't work here, like he has other ways that he can fight back. He's not just um, all his, his devil fruit powers, he has other abilities here as well. The shock is worn off. And heating up the um, trident thing that he's got was smart. Yeah, so he, he reforms. Yeah, he reforms the staff into the shape of a trident, realizing, okay, so you're probably weak to sharp objects, right? Um, and then <laughs> Luffy is just like, uh, yep, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now he's like, don't he tell him. Up, gave it up right away. <laughs> <laughs> but honest to a fault. <laughs> honest to a fault for sure. Thought for a second Luffy got impaled. I was like, not again. <laughs> when um uh and it kind of like apparates behind him through the gold uh face of the arc maxim. Mm, yeah. And stabs him and you kinda of get that silhouette and it looks like he's been impaled again. Which is it's cool. Like a, it's like uh, shink. Yeah. Cool shot. Cool shot. Yeah, but Luffy does have to grab the trident to avoid being impaled, and he realizes, oh, this is burning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was really cool, though, like the way Andrew was able to travel through the gold, and he kind of pops out through the wall. Yeah. And then he comes flying out. I, I think that was really cool to see how his powers work that way. And his ability to ch change the form of the spear, like, or the, like, staff that he, the gold staff mm. that he had, he's able to form that into, like, a sharp right. trident like spear <laughs> so that's pretty he's got a lot of cool abilities i mean he's got a big arsenal yeah he's put him through him and on top of that he still has his mantra too so we okay. see luffy using his typical gum gum gatling and then enru is able to grab the arms in midair 
So he's like, they're not multiplying. I, I can tell. And he grabs the real arms. So how it normally looks like he has like a, like a hundred arms or whatever. Like I was like, yeah, this, I, I know your trick. This doesn't do anything. Yeah. A formidable foe, indeed. He is a god. Or so he says. <laughs> Depends who you ask. How about you, Sean? Ah, uh, it's um, it's kind of sad because you, well, in the sense that the villain has gotten the upper hand again. But uh, it's also cool that Enru, despite being as shocked as he was, was able to adapt. You're like, okay, all right. I am absolutely horrified by the fact that my <laughs> godlike powers have stopped working, but I can adapt, and he still fights very effectively. Um, like, like you get the like when I first read this years ago, I had this idea that like maybe Enru is so used to just being able to blast lightning at people that he hasn't he, he's not really that effective of like a physical hand to hand fighter. But no, he still is a very able combatant like outside of just blasting people's lighting he's just gotten he's just that usually works like mm, right. actually always works until this exact <laughs> moment not just usually so you could see him <laughs> neglecting that but he seemingly has not like he he just it just took a mental readjustment <laughs> he's quite nimble yeah. and agile too like yeah, we see him like kind of like like bounce around a little bit and like, like his intro his introduction is him pulling some some john john woo shit like or just like just wacky wacky fucking jumping around stuff to to like hey everybody like i'm back like just like yeah. all right yeah, yeah okay buddy yeah he does like a somersault and he like takes out yeah. his asshole so yeah like so it's actually kind of set up and like when you go back and think about it it is actually set up that he is physically adept as well as magical palory adept <laughs> so yeah you could very easily see him like like john was saying neglecting um like any kind of physical abilities but he uh yeah he, he's able to keep up so i just realized those are his ears okay. I had, so i had that I, realization last volume you, like in the middle of last volume i i for the long i thought that was straps of his like hat those are his oh. ears those are his earlobes he is okay okay yep 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 that's right. I can, no, I can relate. I literally had that realization. Like, no, I just like no, in, yeah, like literally <laughs> this exact moment. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, like, yep. Ew. All right, I don't like him as much now. Man. I'm sorry. It's too, it's <laughs> right. too much. I'm sorry, it's too much. It's a lot. It's a lot weird. Yeah, a lot I think it's low. easier to tell in the in the anime where like yeah, color. that would make sense. Yeah, and just a uh, last thing too. Um, we have like a little breakdown in the the SBS for the double fruit types. So it's a helpful little diagram that we have where Oda gives a breakdown of the different types of double fruits. Now that we've been introduced to all three, um, I feel we, like we were we, trying to make this chart on the podcast last week. Yeah, <laughs> like, so we, we kind of like we went went through. To... Yeah, so <laughs> it's nice seeing it. So this kind of gives you uh, some good context as to what falls under what type, and yeah, you know, it's, it's it kind of clarifies here that logia types, like we're talking about, are things that are kind of more like found in nature, and they typically allow people to like transform into like that kind of element, mm -hmm. like amorphous. Also, while we're talking about SBS, I love that we got the uh, supersonic duck squadron as the banner for this. Volume. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> glad to see those little guys back yeah 
And I love Kari with his little drink as well, like wrapped <laughs> yep. around his neck. <laughs> it saved his. It saved the entire kingdom. That little cup of water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he made a count. All right, moving on to Ace's Great Search for Blackbeard, Volume Nine. A little favor for saving my life. Ace offers to deliver Moda's letter as thanks for helping him. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> I think it's the least I can do. <laughs> for real. Okay, let's get Evan's summary for the next chapter. Yep, chapter 281, Death Pia. The Ark Maxim takes flight, ripping through the farce as it ascends into the sky. On the deck, Luffy and Enru face off. Enru announces the Ark's final act, naming it Death Pia. Right on cue, the Ark starts to spew a dark cloud into the sky. Enru explains that it's a lightning cloud that he plans to use to destroy the land and people of Skypia, then proceeds to demonstrate by shooting a streak of lightning targeting a nearby town. Enru launches his attack. Eating his trident, which burns Luffy, Enru's mantra predicts Luffy's every move, so he needs to think of something fast. Or not think at all. Luffy thoughtfully thinks to not think thoughts. <laughs> now, <laughs> Luffy, aloof, begins to dodge Enru's attacks purely off instinct. But he still needs to come up with a way to attack. Curling himself towards the throne, he launches a gum-gum firework attack. As his attacks, attacks ricochet off the throne, he no longer knows where they will land, making them impossible to anticipate. The plan works and he sends Enaru flying. Enaru is in shock, but Luffy does not relent, landing a gum gum bazooka and following up with a gum gum rifle. Wham! <laughs> so basically, Luffy goes ultra in stream, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much identical. This is it's what like people like. Yeah. It's like Ultra Instinct mixed with like drunken jitsu. All right. Uh, how about we start with Sean on this one? I mean, Death Pia. Like, okay. Very creative. <laughs> that that took a, I, I like to imagine that took him a couple hours to be like I mean maybe mm. <laughs> what about what about diapia diapia it kind of rhymes a little better with sky okay, like, sky diapia yeah. mm. <laughs> um she, he should workshop it a little more <laughs> Isa being like. We can't interfere with the battle between warriors. <laughs> All right, don't be so dramatic, honey. Like, <laughs> I, I respect it. I know. <laughs> but I mean, also, like, what are they going to do, right? <laughs> what are they going to do? What are they going to do? It's like when Nami's like, uh, I'll go with you. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Nami, she spends most of the chapter just kind of providing color commentary and reacting. <laughs> But again, what is she going to do? So, <laughs> yep. Um, I do. I mean, who doesn't love Luffy just being like, I'm just going to stop thinking about everything. <laughs> Since I'm not right. thinking, I also I also can't attack. Gum gum octopus. I think I, I like I think he should have tried that a bit more. Like <laughs> stuck with it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but yeah, like on that note, um, 
like the the gum gum space out face is also like another meme face it oh. is like, so it's so perfect because <laughs> it look it looks it looks like he was having a thought bubble that like popped like for me like that little animation that it does is like perfectly it's like it's like a thought bubble that exploded that yeah. that 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 face and what luffy is feeling right there is me like every day at work when i'm like 10 minutes into my shift and like <laughs> And like my brain and body finally catch up with the fact that I am I am no longer like asleep in bed and, yep. and, and feeling comfortable and, and and I just I mentally short circuit for about ten seconds, and it encapsulates it perfectly. Like, yeah, people trying to ask you questions and you're like, yeah, like I gotta get like where where are the where are the ironing boards and I'm like, I am still you're like gum gum space out gum gum space out <laughs> like I got nothing, lady like. You, you might as well ask the wall like and then you follow up with a, a gum gum octopus gum gum yeah, octopus and yeah i mean i'm looking for a new job so <laughs> uh, is this the first time we see gum gum uh rifle i think that's a new move i don't think so no when he twists the arm and does like a bazooka but with the arm twisted did he use it against krieg it's been so long, I honestly am not sure. But yeah, it's a cool I'm not, one. Not sure it, it, it felt like a new one. It felt like a new one to me, but I yeah. could be wrong. I could be wrong as even, well. Even if it's not a new one, I don't think he's used it in quite a while. So it's it's a cool one to see come back if so. And if it's a new one, then it's then it's also awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it is it's a cool attack regardless. For sure. I must avoid I must avoid it. <laughs> but then it means you're like, ah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> But the real question yeah. is, will we see Gum Gum Octopus again? I sincerely <laughs> hope so. Yeah, so I like that moment because it shows that like Luffy was like hitting Andrew hard enough that like he couldn't recover fast enough. Even though his mantra could detect the move coming, he's like, I have to get out of the way, but his body physically just couldn't do it because Luffy was just hitting him so hard. Yeah, he was too weak. His mind was there, but his body wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, this is another another case where we see Luffy being like creative and trying different things. Not everything works, but sometimes like Brilliant. yeah. So like we saw him like kind of do this kind of stuff with like Arlong and like Crocodile. He's always like trying these different tactics, and like sometimes like they're goofy, sometimes like they're good. Um, it, it's a mixed bag, and I think it's always fun either way. And I think it's just like another case here too, where there's kind of like an ebb and flow to the fights, where we're seeing that. Like it seems like somebody's kind of like get, getting the upper hand, and then the other person will get the upper hand. So it, there's a little bit of back and forth. That's not just like a very one-sided fight. Like it feels like very back and forth in a way where it's like, yeah, you know, this this is like a, again, a challenge for both people. And it's it's a good fight that way. Totally, totally. And we and we see, uh, yeah, like you said, like Luffy being super creative in a battle situation and kind of like coming up with battle tactics that are successful um, and really creative in this case with the fireworks ricocheting off the drone. Like that was brilliant. Yeah. That was really smart. That was really smart. And he came up with it fairly quickly. Um, yeah. I think just like solidifying that as being one of his better traits or one of his yeah. uh, <laughs> signature. Yeah. One of his strengths for sure. Yeah. And we also get, um, yeah, you know, the, the chapter is called Death Pia, but we see that Andrew is starting to form like these lightning clouds. So it's it's pretty ominous. So that's that, that's uh kind of like the um, 
the kickoff to to this whole like you know end game kind of thing so we see that officially start yeah. to take place now it's not looking good and the shandians off in the distance are noting that the sky is getting darker so they're, they're becoming concerned they see something's going on over there yeah, and Luffy stands up to Enru and says, just because you're the Kami, that doesn't mean you can just destroy everything. And Enru's like, yes, it does. I can eradicate life and land completely. Like, just because like he has the power to do so, he thinks it gives him the right to do it. It's messed up. But it feels like on par with his character so far in this yeah, completely. story. Like, zero regard given for... He was so preoccupied with whether or not he could. He didn't stop to think if he should. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he thinks just he, because you have power, it means that you should be using it. He is, it is, it is the it is the antithesis of a certain Uncle Ben's uh, words of wisdom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> responsibility, <Great>. response, <laughs> responsibility, responsibility. <laughs> With great power, there must also come great destructibility. <laughs> With great power comes great power. Use that shit. It's bitching, yo. <laughs> uh, thanks, Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for those uh, words of wisdom. <laughs> thanks, Uncle Enaru. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Ace's Great Search for Blackbeard, Volume 10. Grand Line, Navy Base, G2. Ace arrives at his destination to where he has to deliver the letter. Okay, so Ace is going right into uh, a Navy base. So, yeah, but that can't go wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> he rolled up his, uh, Matt, his uh, sails, so he's good. <laughs> but he left the uh, the other flag, though, for, Ooh, uh, for yep. my beard. He's going to have to take that one down. Which is still the original symbol. That hasn't changed yet. He's just having like a quick little, uh, like looks like a little snack before he heads in. Nice, nice. Okay, moving on to chapter 282, Desire. Luffy lands a serious blow that knocks Enru into the arc. Nearby, Isa notices the arc is still lifting into the air. Enru begins to stand, saying he just needs to get Luffy out of the way and nothing will stop him. Off in the distance, the panic citizens see the arc now taking flight. As Luffy tries to punch Enru again, he takes some of the gold from the arc and reforms it into a large heated ball around Luffy's arm. Luffy is unable to get it off. Enru knocks the ball over the edge of the arc. As it tries to take Luffy with it, he hangs on. Luffy defiantly tells Enru that he is not the only one who will be able to beat Enru, as there are plenty of strong people from the Blue Sea. Enru doesn't like this and knocks Luffy over the edge. Isa and Pierre fly in to grab Luffy, though Enru doesn't want to let them get away that easily as he blasts them with an L Thor. As Konos approaches, she sees how large the arc is, but is determined to help her friends. Nami now confronts Enru herself. She admits that if she goes with him and leaves everyone else behind, she will still be alone and it's not worth it. Enru asks, even at the expense of her life? Over on the Merry, Konos arrives and reunites with Sue, but Sanji and Usopp have somehow left. Meanwhile, Two figures hang from the rope attached to the side of the Arc Maxim as they begin to ascend. Okay, thoughts on this one? Eneru on the ropes at the start. 
not like Luffy's really, really laying into him. The blood is piling <laughs> up on his face, and even his like text is starting to become like jagged and rough. That's how you know. That's how yeah. you know. But then, then he starts to play pinball with Luffy. So, <laughs> yeah, I think the scene's really cool when he starts like molding the gold. Like, I feel like that must have like would look really cool, and it's kind of um, a cool ability that I think they kind of alluded to earlier with him sh- changing the shape of the spear. Yeah, um, showing that he can like wheel, like form gold. Um, so I thought that was kind of a cool ability to have and I feel like it looks pretty cool. Yeah, the Luminous Forge. Luminous Forge. Yeah, I so it seems Andrew... more excited. <laughs> yeah, Andrew seems to have found uh, a decent way to get Luffy out of his hair. Because yeah, Luffy is the only thing that's really saying out to him right now. It's like, alright, well if I just get rid of this nuisance, then I can focus on what I need to do. Uh, I just need to get rid of I don't have to defeat Luffy, I just have to get rid of him. So he, he finds a way to do just that. Luffy the anchor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Luffy yeah. the wrecking ball. <laughs> and I like uh, Andrew's comment here. Where he says, um, let's just part ways here. Why don't we? This golden sphere is for your valiant uh, effort in battle. You can keep it. <laughs> Cheeky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and poor Luffy's arm is burning the whole time while it's stuck in the in the golden ball. Nami. Yeah, like you were saying before, I feel like I'm not good. No, no, I was just gonna say Nami making a stand finally, even though she knows this isn't gonna end well for her. But right, it's gotta, gotta, gotta find some moral principles here, and she found them. It's not worth. It's not worth this like sudden like like if everyone else has to die, it's it's not worth surviving on her own. It's 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 hollow. Yeah, and Nami is good at playing the, the uh, survival game, um, and you know she's not like trying to go like on Andrew's side, but she's like, "Well, this is my only chance of surviving. Let me like kind of see where this goes, see if I can ride this out." And now she's gotten to a point where, like Sean was saying, she finds her resolve and is like, "Know what? Like, if it means dying, I'm going to stand up here and you know, you know, say what I I believe, and I, I'm not really going to uh, come along with you, even if it means my life." Kind of heartwarming. Shows like how much her crew means to her. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Evan, you were saying something else. Oh, I was gonna just go off your point on how you said um, how these fights kind of have like an ebb and flow. Um, and it, it, there are there are moments in this fight that kind of um, I think are reminiscent of the fight with Crocodile and just kind of like the pacing and like you were saying like the back and forth and then they keep like one upping each other and having a new style or a new move. Um, and then there's this moment where um, Luffy is kind of bested and, and taken out of the picture. Yeah. Which also happens in the crocodile fight. As the plot escalates and their <laughs> their evil plot is coming to fruition and getting closer and closer to yeah. uh, being realized. So, um, yeah, I, it's it's funny. Like when you mentioned that, I'm like, like I, I feel like I'm drawing a lot of parallels between this battle and the crocodile battle. Yeah, I agree. And I think that makes for an interesting fight because it's also not like, oh, here's like the the confrontation we've been waiting for. It's like, yeah, we've been waiting for it, but it's like it's not going to be resolved that easily where it seems like, right. okay, yep, we're just going to get through the fight and we're all good. Now we can move on. 
so it it keeps like the the story kind of like making you guess like what's gonna happen and it's like it leaves like more up in the air which doesn't feel like so predictable because now it's like all right what happens at this point now luffy is not here so what happens now that luffy can't stop him right now it's all up to nami uh also we did see that there were two other players uh, now yes. uh, entering the stage but uh we'll we'll get into that <laughs> uh but first let's go into ace's great search for blackbeard volume 11 infiltrating the navy base ace knocks out a soldier and dons a navy uniform as he disguised to make his way into the base all right yeah so uh, ace of base Ace of Ace. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Ace Ace is also a Mel Solo fan. So he's like, oh let me uh let me do my uh, infiltration here into the into the base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, solid ace. Okay. Cool. Let's get Sean summary for the next chapter. Chapter two hundred and eighty three on the front line of rescuing love. We flash back to seeing Sanji and Usopp awaken. Well, to be specific, Sanji awakes and wakes up and then violently wakes Usopp up. The sharpshooter is terrified of the Kami, but Sanji tells him that Eneru is gone. He laments that Nami was taken under their watch, but quickly puts together where exactly that is. Namely, the giant flying ship that is currently crushing the treetops of the forest. Usopp promptly shits his pants. I mean, asks, <laughs> asks Sanji what the ship is, but the cook states that that's irrelevant. All he knows is that he glimpsed Nami for a second and that she has taken her shirt off. <laughs> Sanji claims that now is their chance to get onto the ship. Usopp is shocked that Sanji wants him to come along, but the liar's presence is crucial as they will be using the Usopp ah, awa, awa to get aboard, <laughs> or as Sanji puts it, the rope that comes out of your belly. <laughs> Despite Usopp's mounting terror as they go higher, Sanji refuses to relent, promising to become a demon of the Blue Sea if Enaru has hurt Nami. We then cut to these two, as Enaru makes it clear that if Nami doesn't want to come with him any longer, there is only one way off the arc, and he is fresh out of parachutes. <laughs> Nami knows she can't beat him in a fight, but is also determined to stand her ground and not stay on the ship any longer. Enaru wonders if she means to now put her faith in the little rats who have snuck aboard, which surprises Nami. The rat, these rats in question are continuing to argue as they climb up onto the deck. Sanji suggests they split up, saying that otherwise they will both die. Usopp points out that Sanji saying this would imply that at least one of them will die. The brave and generous cook of the Straw Hat crew gently takes Usopp by the shoulder and gallantly promises him that if it's for Nami's sake, he is okay with Usopp having to sacrifice his life. <laughs> Usopp does not agree with this valorous plan, but it's too late. They're off to save the navigator. Meanwhile, Nami re resolutely does fight Eneru, or more accurately, dodges, and wonders if there is a way to fight against his lightning. We cut to then. We then cut to Usopp running through the underbelly of the ship amidst um, all the gears and mechanisms of the Ark Maxim. He wonders how it's powered. Uh, will it fall out of the sky? And but most of all, he's still just very, very scared. Uh, we then cut to Robin, who is using her uh, Devil Fruit power to help Zoro and Chopper and Wiper move to hopefully a slightly safer place. Though, is there really a safe place anymore? <laughs> As she notices the sky is darkening and understands that soon, Anaru is going to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
we cut to the evacuation of Angel Island. Uh, everyone is panicking as the sheer realization that their glorious god really is going to kill them all settles into the populace. We cut again now to the Shandian chief telling his people that they must trust that the warriors know what they're doing, but that the rest of them must evacuate, that Enru will destroy the country just like he destroyed Bilka, his homeland. Uh, we see Conus briefly uh, staying still on the uh, the going merry, hoping that Luffy can triumph, hoping, wishing she could do more, but is sadly just stuck on the ship at the moment. Uh, Isa cries over. We then cut to Isa crying over Pierre, the uh, who is she calls the bird thing. Sorry, bird horse. <laughs> uh the bird horse uh but she then finds finds luffy still with the giant golden ball attached to his hand and angrily helps him wondering how he fell like that uh luffy cannot still cannot get the ball off but he does manage to lift it over the top of his head which is quite impressive uh one of his hands still sticking out at the very top he can't get it off um but he uh he's still determined to return to back to the vine where Robin was, he promises that he will not let Enru get away with this and will not be defeated so easily. He plans to chase the ship down, even though he does not quite know where it's headed. We cut back to uh, Enru and, and Nami. Nami's putting up the bed, doing the best she can. Uh, Enru calling her an amusing girl and commenting on her blue sea weapon, uh, the same very the same weapon that that Nami uses to redirect uh, Enru's thunderball which he compliments again, saying it's a good idea to create a path for the lightning to, pa to pass through, you, and that she must have knowledge of weather patterns to make this work uh, the way it did. But it's ultimately just not enough, as his next, his next ability, pump, he pumps even more power into it, and she realizes she will not be able to stop this one. But thankfully, we are saved. The glorious Captain Usopp launches an exploding star and kills Enru. No, no, he does not do that. But he does distract him. He does distract him just just long enough. And he then immediately he then immediately apologizes. It's probably not going to work. Uh, if only it were All that right. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing uh, Sanji and Usopp are on the case. Thank goodness. Yeah, things are getting pretty dire. Sky is darkening. The ship is so ominous. This like big hulking ship floating over, pumping out the smoke. Yeah, and like the entire country is able to see this thing too. So it's like everybody's like noticing, like, hey, something's going on. Like, what is that in the sky? Yeah, I think uh, every page with Usopp's reactions like in this entire chapter is amazing like every single <laughs> one like it really the is first an one chapter <laughs> like when he yeah. when he wakes up um after Sanji like, kicks him <laughs> in the face he almost kind of looks like Luffy doing like, the like the gum's yep. face out like he's also kind of got like that like half asleep boy kind of face <laughs> yeah and then he even has like um like uh that little kind of like the popped like um thought bubble yeah, like Luffy had, so like it's not like fully formed thought. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And we get this double image of them doing like these two face reactions of like Usopp looking at the yeah. 
animal and and being like huh and then he then he rapidly realizes <laughs> and then so you got sanji being like ah it doesn't matter whatever the kami's gone but then doing his immediate sob face about nami being taken <laughs> because she's so cute he's so cute <laughs> yeah then like on the next page um we see like sanji uh like doing the thumbs up um like yes. looking kind of like yeah like, <laughs> kind of valiant here he's like all I know is that Sha- uh, Nami didn't have her shirt on. And he's like, yes. <laughs> Thumb up. <laughs> That's a great shot, that profile. So funny. I also love the shot of them scaling the side of the arc. And Usopp's got these, like, octopus shoes on. You see that? Yeah. yeah. I, was that, There's like, little... a Skypea thing, I thought? Or is it just <laughs> literally just the shoes he's wearing? Like, I don't... I think that's uh, an Usopp original. Like, it's an Usopp original that's helping him yeah, grip on the ship. Like it's actually really cool. Yeah, because you think yeah. you see him later in the underbelly, he's just wearing normal shoes. So yeah. But like even before that, um, like when they climb up the rope, we can see Sanji looking very determined, and like Usopp's just like dangling from the end of the rope, and he's like, yeah, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rare sight to see. Uh, so I'm glad that Nami got to do at least a little bit. I think the first and you know, we'll just say the first time that she's ever fought like a male opponent. Hmm. I don't know. Um, for about 20 own. seconds. She holds her own. It's nice. She doesn't die. So that, that's, a feat doesn't, in that, that's a feat in itself. Yeah. <laughs> And she very smartly uses her knowledge of like the weather and her weapon, the um, the climate thing, climate yeah, the climate beacon. baton to yeah. to create like, a thunderball to deflect the attack. So she's she's very smartly like using like what she knows in order to defend herself. Definitely playing to her strengths. And we get more of this uh, chief from the Shandians who is aware of Enru's history. So he he also knows of Boko's demise. So he seems to also have a, a good idea of like what's happening here. Yeah, there's some deeper lore here. I think his headdress has ear tassels, or ear-looking tassels. <laughs> yeah, those aren't his earlobes. Those Thank aren't God. his actual Thank ears. But Thank they, God, that's what we thought. Enru's. <laughs> Very cool um, shot of uh, Luffy bearing the gold ball on his back, kind of like Atlas. Uh, it's a cool mm. panel, just him holding that the ball over his head. It was cool. His hands poking out the top, like Sean said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he got uh, knocked down, and he gets up again. They're gonna keep him down. <laughs> and uh poor pierre pretty much took the the brunt of that attack yeah again this bird horse man team player team player that's one way to put it pierre pierre's a real one <laughs> And then I also um, love the way that we see Robin's way of transporting everybody else, like instead of like carrying them, uh, she makes feet sprout from underneath them. So they're walking with the, the bodies over them. 
So she's not like lifting them up with her hands. She's like walking yeah. around and then they start walking like up the the vine that she has like arms spread out too. So they're kind of climbing up the vine. So I think that was like a really like cool way to see her powers put, uh, put to use. Very cool. But so weird. Like when they wake up and they're like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> or it's like more accurate uh, climbing up the, um, like the ruins to get to the, uh, the giant Jack. Yep. Uh, I wonder if um, Usopp is actually Skypean. Because he apologizes after attacking somebody. He does. <laughs> Don't know how much good it's going to do him here. <laughs> or if he's picking up any engineering tips while running through the belly of this uh, flying machine. <laughs> I think he's like too like afraid to even like yeah, comprehend anything sure. that's going on. <laughs> but he is he is inquisitive. He's wondering like um like how is it powered and like is it safe? Yeah. Like is this sustainable? Like what's going on? Hey, right, you guys ready to move on? Ready. Ready. Okay, so we'll go right into Evan's summary for the next chapter. All right. Chapter 284, sorry. Captain Usopp, the fearless sharpshooter, appears to save the day until he realizes Sanji hasn't arrived yet and promptly turns tail. After some brief inner turmoil, Usopp regains his courage and enters the fray where he is immediately met by a bolt of lightning forcing him to dive to sea. Nami and Usopp dodge Enru's lightning attacks as they try to come up with a plan, but Nami spots a waiver. Usopp tries to buy some time by using his Usopp voodoo attack where he describes in detail painful injuries, but en Enru is entirely unfazed and strikes down Usopp. Nami, now on the waiver, races to Usopp's aid, but is intercepted by Enru. Just then, Sanji comes out of nowhere and kicks Usopp into the waiver. There's no time to think, and Sanji tells them to save themselves as they fly off the side of the arc, narrowly missing Enru's L Thor attack. Sanji was not so fortunate. Overcooked to a crispy, well done, Sanji collapses, but not before telling Mikami to drop dead. Suddenly, the arc appears to be having some technical difficulties as the storm cloud ceases to billow from the smokestack. Enru, frustrated, goes to investigate, taking advantage of his, this opportunity to board the arc. An unlikely hero, Captain Usopp, the fearless sharpshooter, returns. He apparently used the Usopp uh, to tether himself to the ship, and now is Sanji's only hope. <laughs> okay um yeah so uh how about we have sean start this one because um yeah there's some amazing goose up stuff here i i just this one is so good <laughs> like um just his that like that's another him diving from the lightning it's just just swan dives <laughs> it's so good and like the snot trail or something from his nose and just <laughs> but also like it oh it, 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 it it opens so strong, like just I see. <laughs> Slam store. Hey! <laughs> just, oh, just I don't care if you are the copy. <laughs> Nami, what do you want me to do? Help me. <laughs> you idiot. Did you come here to save me? 
Hmm, I can't seem to recall. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like everything well, about the, the sequence is pitch perfect. And then, so then, good. then she 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 gets onto his wavelength. Like I'd like to save you, but we're up against the comm, you know. I know, right? <laughs> and then both is laughing, and then she does the swan dive too. <laughs> so good. Honestly, incredible. Yeah, this this legitimately cracked me up as I was uh, reading this. But my favorite panel in this entire chapter is um, like when Usopp gets blasted away um, at one point, and then like the first panel on on this page, he's like doing a somersault in midair, <laughs> and then like, he it's looks so graceful, look so cool, yeah, yeah, I mean, and then. <laughs> And then he just like face plants right to the side of the deck, and then he's like on the ground. <laughs> and then like the next like uh next panel without missing a beat, like he has like the giant bump on his head, like. But yeah, like I I legitimately like, was cracking up at this panel when he and was like, we, doing the flip. We we cut into Usopp Voodoo, which is I think potentially his strongest technique of all, like maybe even more than the rubber band of doom. <laughs> Just, Ooh. just, just the mental. Ugh. I mean, it'll get stuck between your fingernail. Ah! <laughs> it hurts just thinking about it. Idiot! Yeah, God, cover, not me. Cover, cover your ears. Did you want to die? <laughs> A paper yeah, is the one reacting finger. to this. Five canker sores uh... in your gums. <laughs> and then Andrew's face. Incredible. Like. Not even like, <laughs> not even like a crack. Like he yeah, was just so... like staring at him, and then, uh, his his reaction to that is instead of like like blasting with the lightning bolt, he just like takes his his weapon and just smacks Usopp. Like he just like he starts beating the <laughs> shit out of him. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's like, I'm not even like dignify like like use my powers on you. I'm just gonna like swat you out of my way. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, like that that entire like part of the chapter is just incredible. Hilarious! I love the door slam off the, right off the bat. <laughs> yep, that was just so well done. The way the panel kind of lines chapter. up, oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I feel yeah, like, like I, there's uh, also like that moment of silence too, where it's like. Um, like when Usopp shouts, like, "Wait, Sanji's not here!" And like, it's just like quiet. Nobody's saying anything. It's just like, I see. And then that's when he retreats back in. So yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing is just like pitch perfect, and like the way that Oda like times everything out. Like, yeah, there's like such a masterful comedic timing, even like in like this like in manga form. Like you can like hear the like the comedic beats. Like it's so well done. Yeah. Totally agree. The pacing is perfect, and the punchlines land. Because you're such and a so, strong. So does Usopp. <laughs> on his face. <laughs> on his face. Uh, so good. And at the end of this chapter, I didn't really do Sanji justice in my summary because he's got such an epic, uh, badass way going down. Um, yeah. After he gets fried, he was just like, I was just thinking how I wanted to get a light. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah, that that's a really cool looking panel. Kind of like that wiper panel. So it's good. like, you know, with the heavy like cross hatching and like the the shading, and you can tell he's been like fried to it, like Chris, like you said. Yep. And then his his cigarette is like disintegrating in his hand. <laughs> he's like, I wanted a light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. 
and gets like that one last little like dig in there before he like passes out. <laughs> but like, and you think it's like, oh, it's like an it's ultimately a hollow. But he's like, he did impact Enru, and just Enru doesn't realize it until after. It's like, oh, you motherfucker! Like, <laughs> he's just like, he's like, you screwed up my ship. What were you doing? You said it like it's it's yeah. great. He still gets Seven the last lock. Like, yeah. Yeah, this whole chapter is just like so well done. Like, yeah, it's so good. It's an, it's an absolute highlight of of the whole saga, arc, whatever. Yeah, and also we get one last Usopp special ability at the end: the Usopp hop. <laughs> Usopp hop. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. No notes. <laughs> Okay, uh, any other thoughts on this one? It's the best. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Okay. Moving on to Ace's Great Search for Blackbeard, Volume 12. The Navy's all-you-can-eat buffet. Ace blends in by helping himself to some food. <laughs> <laughs> he needed uh... some dessert after having his little snack of bread before he had been here. <laughs> but he's even got like a tray of food like on top of his head like he's like going all out <laughs> he's got a full chicken on his head <laughs> i appreciate that like two like two of them are like oh he's just so okay a hungry boy but then the one other <laughs> the one other marine's like dude fucking slow down <laughs> hey, and that's a strong marine man now yeah look, look at him big and strong eating all that food yeah. <laughs> blending right in with his arm, with his name tattooed on his arm. Yeah. That doesn't look regulation. <laughs> Not quite. All right. To finish off the volume, chapter 285, Capriccio. Nami, Usopp, and Sanji safely land into the clouds below. Nami points out Giant Jack, so the ruins must be below. She fills Usopp in that Enru had taken all of the gold, but the ruins are where Zoro and the others should be. They need to gather up the crew and leave this island before it's destroyed. On the Ark Maxim, Enru uses a backup plan to keep the Ark afloat by using his stockpile of jet dials he took from Belka. The plan for the country's demise is still on. Luffy struggles to control where he's going as he rolls with the gold ball on his arm, despite Isa's best efforts to keep him on track. Luffy is surprised to see that his friends are no longer at the ruins. Isa is able to detect that the others have started going upwards. She is concerned about her home and asks Luffy if it's going to be destroyed. Near Giant Jack, Robin notices the Ark is making its way to where the bell tower should be. She hopes her crewmates aren't still on the ship. Luffy reunites with Robin and tells her that he's going up to try to get to the giant bell, since that's where Enru is headed. When Robin asks Isa if Nami is on the Ark, she notices Nami isn't up there anymore. Right on cue, Nami arrives with Usopp and Sanji on the waiver. The crew is now reunited with the exception of their captain, who just left. McKinley continues the evacuation efforts as Andrew admires how his lightning clouds are coming along. Conus notices that the wind has stopped and the sea is quiet. Suddenly, massive bolts of lightning begin to strike all over Skypea. Why don't we start the feast? <laughs> Mamaragon! Thanks. Yeah, so we end it in a pretty, uh, yeah, pretty dark place. Looking bleak. 
Yeah, so who wants to start up on this one? Well, right off the bat, thank God this country is made of clouds because this is another time we've had people fall from very high heights <laughs> and be saved by the fact that they're falling into clouds. <laughs> Comes in handy. Like when the ruins collapsed in the last volume and everyone fell from immense heights all to be perfectly safe, convenient. And then Usopp's even got like little um, springs on the bottom of the shoes. So his his shoes are also like contraptions. He's like a, <laughs> he's like Inspector Gadget over here. <laughs> Inspector Usab. And of course he lands face first. <laughs> of course. Uh, of Taking a page out of Pierre's book. <laughs> or even like a Datsu. <laughs> Is that you, Nami? That must mean you're okay. Thank goodness. Yes, Sanji, <laughs> you are such a brave man. Don't die on him. <laughs> God, of course Sanji's unconscious when Nami's like fretting over him and and yeah. thinking and feel like he 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 I mean if he heard this he would be knocked unconscious again. So <laughs> honestly like it's pointless. Like, I guess it's pointless. I think another I enjoyed another Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, go ahead. We get another Bilka homeland mention with all the rare jet dials that are apparently able to like back up power for the ship or something. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, like the rare, the rare dials coming from Bilka. Um, does, isn't the waiver that Nami has, has have a jet dial on it? It does. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that's Gadatsu cool. had on his elbows too. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the reason why they're so rare is because uh, Andrew took all of them for this reason. Oh, yeah. And uh, now Bilka has been destroyed as well. So I'm, I'm guessing if there's any left over, they've, are also probably just right, but it sounds like Andrew probably cleaned them out. Man, you need a lot of them to keep that ship up. Yeah. It's a lot of ship. <laughs> yeah, also uh, noting here as well, a little inconsistency with uh, the spelling for wiper. Because instead of using the Y here, there's um, a panel here where it says neither wiper or gone for, where they change it to W-I-P-E-R. Mm-hmm. Did not catch that. But early in the volume, they did use the Y. So I'm not sure. Really? So if, there's uh, a discrepancy yeah. within the volume? Yeah. Interesting. And then we also do have another instance where I, I mentioned it earlier, where Robin doesn't refer to anybody by name except for Luffy. <laughs> she calls him so, Long Nose Usa. <laughs> yeah, so we have Swordsman, Navigator, Long Nose, and Mr. Cook. So she's, maybe she respects Sanji for like providing like uh, sustenance. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you know where the navigator is? The girl with the orange hair? Nami? Nami's on that lark. <laughs> <laughs> she has a name, you know. <laughs> and then immediately after, she still goes with the yeah, navigator, long nose of Mr. Cook. You're like, oh yeah. my God, Robin, right. come on. Yep. So I love that Usopp also refers to Ganfor as Weird Knight. Yeah, they, I think they all do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they were all beaten. If only he had been there. <laughs> uh, we saw how he, he fared against Enderu. But He wasn't at full strength, though, because he was already, you know, attacked yeah. earlier. Yeah. yeah. Now we have Luffy making his way up Giant Jack with the giant golden ball in tow. So he's just dragging it behind him. 
how's he going to use it to his advantage? Or get it off. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Make a good wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah, and the evacuation's pretty much in full effect here. Everybody's uh, escaping to the, the ships. Yeah, uh, the Chandians. Believe before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Chandians are also having their evacuation efforts. And then we have like giant thunderbolts falling from the sky and wrecking stuff. So now nobody's safe here. The sky is falling. This is bad. This is not, not good. <laughs> All right. Well, any other thoughts on the chapter or the volume as a whole? I mean, it's, it's a weird combo, right? Of just some of the funniest shit and the whole arc and potentially all of one piece with the Usopp stuff and the Sanji stuff <laughs> and the, even the, the, a lot of the Luffy stuff too, but it's also maybe some of the most dire stakes they've ever faced in a way. And, and the sense of like, I mean, I guess the closest comparison is, 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 a uh, uh, God, Oh God, uh, desert place name escaping me. Oh, Alabasta. Yeah. With just like, the whole like the entirety of a country being decimated but and there it was like through us like a relatively the sense of like a slow bloody well there's the bomb that was going to go off but like mm. it was it was more of a it felt more tactile or, or more like uh this is a this is lightning from the heavens that is just decimated this is apocalyptic um, and, and, and it's just, it, but co comboed that with some of the funniest, uh, Usopp stuff. <laughs> it's, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wacky volume is all. I'll say. Yeah. Not in a Absolutely. bad way. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I'm in, in agreement. Just like amazing fight scenes, really high stakes. And yeah, some of the funniest, uh, sequences we've had, I think. The Enter's reaction face. Uh, it's going to stick with me. <laughs> that's an all-timer for sure that was it all that was yeah for me so far it's been one of the funniest page turns i think i've experienced so great. <laughs> yeah I, I think this is a, a really great volume i think it's probably the strongest volume we've had of skypea so far um like I, it feels like the story's like moving in like a certain direction like we have a lot of like momentum in that way um, Luffy's now back in the fight and like some of the reveals have been like really awesome. The comedy has been like really like on point. And that's like an understatement. Like the comedy has been like amazing, like this entire uh volume. Um yeah, there, there's some really great stuff. So this has like a really great balance of different story elements like all coming together in this cohesive way that Oda does like the storytelling. And I think this is like a perfect example of like how I always say that Oda will juggle lots of different tones in a way that like just all meshes like so well in a way where like it feels like a cohesive part of like the same story. So I, I think this is like a, an excellent example of what makes the series so strong. And I think this is like a highlight for Skypea as a whole so far. Absolutely. Well, I agree. And because I feel like it's also the combination of characters because like we hadn't had Usopp pretty much all last volume. like. Usopp and Sanji were both pretty much out down for the count, like all of last volume, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's kind of like 
yeah, the, the ins and outs of like different character combinations and Usopp being the comic relief coming in and just crushing it. <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah, and this is like the kind of like platform where Usopp as a character shines. Uh, because we have a character like Usopp, like he's like such a com- like a like a comic relief type character, where like that that's like why he's such a strong character. So he's not like a strong character in the sense like oh he's gonna have like amazing fights all the time, uh, like he's gonna be like the one to come in and like you know kick butt. But like the, the like his role in the story is like no other character can fill this role the way that he does, and like he feels so unique in this way, and like it, it's just like amazing, like the way he pulls the stuff off. Absolutely. All right. But that will conclude this week's episode of the We Are Reading One Piece podcast. You can find this episode wherever podcasts are found at We Are Reading One Piece podcast.buzzsprout.com or on our YouTube channel at We Are Reading One Piece. This is a spoiler free channel up to where we, uh, where we have recorded the podcast. So if you're new to the series, uh, you can visit the channel there. You can also find me and this podcast on my YouTube channel at Pirate King Codex for various One Piece content. Next episode, we'll be discussing Volume 31. We'll be here. I've been Joel, and I've been joined by Sean. This is Sean. Has and been Evan. Hello. <laughs> be sure to bring along all of your hopes and dreams, and we'll see you on the next episode.